0: Salutations, my friends, and thank you for tuning in to another edition of Factions of Freedom. I'm your host, Noise Era, Freedom Faction, whichever one you prefer, and I have titled this episode, Psychosis of Darkness, Organizing Anarchy, and Corporatized Consciousness. Why? We're going to be getting into things like the dark psychic force that seems to be taking over America, this most recent FBI document that claims conspiracy theorists are the new domestic terror threat, as well as the question of... What is radicalizing America? We're going to be talking about George Soros donating $5.1 million to the Democrats, these new red flag gun gun confiscation laws, as well as the most recent shootings in El Paso and Dayton. Uh, We're going to finish off the transmission talking about all kinds of environmental engineering and the detrimental effects it has on ourselves, as well as the realm that we find ourselves in. But before we do so, a few quick updates for you guys. You may have noticed our feed is getting pretty hot. We are putting out content almost every other day, it seems like. We did a minicast earlier this week, The Threats of Conspiracy, where we went into depth talking about uh, uh, the conspiracy theories deemed a domestic terror threat. I'll put that link in the description bar below, as well as the Fellowship and Freedom episode we did with Dr. John A. King, where we talked about uh, embracing the broken, protecting the innocent, and then helping keep kids safe. Very, very powerful episode. I'll put that link in the description bar uh, as well, so you guys can... Get caught up on it. Like I told you guys, this was supposed to be a short episode, but with the content, the two weeks that we've been backed up trying to get this stuff together for you guys, we had to play catch up and throw it all out there. This is a very, very powerful episode. And with that being said, let's start the show. Salutations, my friends. And thank you for tuning in to another edition. Factions of Freedom. I'm your host, Noise era Freedom Faction, whichever one you prefer. And this is show number 906, season 9, episode 6. We have a lot of different things to talk about with you good people. Nope, we're not getting into Jeffrey Epstein, but we will, get a, we will be getting into that dark psychic force that is taking over our country. We will talk about the anarchy that you see on the horizon, the gloomy horizons that we have as well as the idea of corporatized consciousness. Everybody's wanting to stay woke. Nobody's ever asking, where did that phrase come from? You see, I'm kind of fired up for this episode, or maybe it might just be that I'm fired up for today. The Lionsgate portal opened today. I posted about that on Liberation Legion. I'll put that link in the description bar below so you guys can check it out. Some people call it the demonic. Some people who had the discernment and the understanding to know what's going on, they get it. They ask, how. Can we, how can we step into this? You know, maybe it's because we have all kinds of domestic terrorist attacks happening, mass shootings, stabbings, you name it. Maybe it's because we have the evil being exposed, the light being shined on them. Heck, maybe it's because we're on the other half of 2019, who knows. But something's telling me that we have to strap ourselves in. Because the days that we're moving forward into, they're not for the lighthearted. They're for the kind-hearted, for sure, but not the lighthearted, not the people that can handle the stress that can handle the power, that can handle the burden and the responsibility of where we have to go. I always have a hard time trying to figure out how to intro these shows, but I think it's imperative that I let you guys know some of the back-end conversations that I've been having this week. I got a beautiful call from Adam Nix of the Wayfinder podcast, as well as Ezekiel Reyes of Black Sun Organite and Zach of Sungaze. And let me tell you, (laughs) maybe they're tuned into the same frequency as well they understand the work that we do as well as the person that i am now or the person that i'm becoming or whatever this work has done to us the time frames that you're in you name it we have the keys team we have them we have the answers we have the solutions we have all the tools that we need for survival for progress for the real future That's the beauty of the operations we have. No, this isn't an... I'm not reading to you guys an opening statement. We're getting back in the routine of things. Don't worry. I'll get into the politics and all this other good nonsense here shortly. I just feel like it was appropriate to preface the entire episode with this knowledge. You see, I was thinking about this while I was at the gym. Being learned is not the same as being educated and being knowledgeable is not the same as being wise. And these are the days that we've entered into. People want to know so many different things, yet it's because they have no understanding, no discernment, no inner standing of what's actually occurring, the days that we find ourselves in. Sometimes how history repeats itself, and how we, the actors of the stage that is called history, in reality, we are the real actors, we are the real players on the stage, and everyone has a role in this beautiful play. Everybody has a role and this movie we're in. And gang, ladies and gentlemen, this is not uh, <laughs> this is not about to be a Nickelodeon TV show. It might be a Disney production, but this is not about to be uh, what 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 we think of. You see, we're going to be getting into a lot of psychology, spirituality, emotional stuff, and then we're we're going to finish it out talking about the environment. Clearly we have to interweave the politics in between, but let me let me let me just dial it back real quick, you know. Uh, I was talking about, I was with, with Ezekiel Reyes a Black Sun Organite and Zach of Sungaze, you know, they're out there in Cali. I was talking with Zach and Ezekiel about, you know, what's what's the energy like out there? Uh, do you find yourself noticing a, a obvious energetic shift and an obvious energetic difference? They say, you know, EJ, out here, I can't work with the weather because, you know, they have Organite and they're chemtrail busting. They say they can't use their weather shamanism to 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 tune to the natural resonant frequency of California they feel something's pushing back against them even when they try to pray even when they try to meditate imagine that imagine having that level of sense uh, of sense awareness sense, uh, 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 sense perception imagine being that in tune, not only with yourself but with the environment and so much more you know i've i've been i've been working on this thing and i'll say this to pivot into what i was talking about with adam here shortly i've been for some strange reason creating a thought thread, I think that's the easiest way to describe it, of uh, negative attention, how it breeds negative emotion. And if you follow that thought thread after conquering uh, detrimental behaviors and uh, destructive patterns, eventually you begin to realize that you need a balance with yourself, that you need a harmony within your own heart. And the reason a lot of people are sick these days is because they don't have that because they don't take the time to find the balance within themselves. Nope, orange man bad. That's right. So if orange man bad, does that mean purple person good? I don't know. But there has to be a balance, you see. This overwhelming chaos, this overwhelming negativity that we do feel, it's merely the birth pangs of something greater. For the past few episodes I've tried to show you guys how some people are literally already programmed and how there is a natural resonant frequency uh, and a chronological energy that has to be unlocked. Time-stamped time, uh, time stamped information. Time-locked time, uh, time locked truths, you see. And we're entering into that time. Not the Lionsgate portal that, I'm, that, that, that I mentioned beforehand. But the fact that we are entering into a completely different age. Go back and listen to the episode, the previous episode, if you guys want to know more about that. To get back into that thought thread and what I had talked about with Adam Nix of the Wayfinder podcast. You have to create a balance within yourself, self-awareness, self-respect, so that you can begin to recognize that in other people. And then once you begin to recognize it in other people, you begin to start working with other people in this balanced lifestyle to create a harmonious environment through which the both of you and everyone involved in this harmonious environment can propel themselves forward. You see the differences. There are people who are not trying to create a harmonious environment, who have an idea of what they think is a harmonious environment. However, they did not create them themselves, or create that themselves. They did not go through the transformational process that was required of the individual to project and offer that harmonious utopia that they envisioned. Nope, that harmonious utopia that they envisioned was given to them through a watered-down version via Google, via Fedbook, via Twitter via YouTube. And because you have people who are naturally tuned in to this resonant frequency, the Schumann resonance, however you want to call it, the chronological, cosmological time that we find ourselves in, you call it whatever you want. There are people who are hijacking this frequency and we talk about it so much. And the reason I wanted to start this episode off talking about this with you guys is because I'm sure you feel a overwhelming sense, I'm sure you feel a overwhelming Power, A overwhelming urge And this will tie into everything we're talking about Through the show I talked about this before I went to the gym And came onto the air with you good people The Lionsgate portal opened up August 8th And we, we already know That we have uh, Technocratic occultists Running things they're, they, they, I tell you this all the time The Satanists, they're familiar With, uh, with the Bible more so than me The Luciferians, they know the Bible better than some of you lukewarm Christians. And they know what they're doing. They're triggering prophecy. You see. And so, people are being taken over by a spirit right now. There is something in the works. And if people don't take the time to recognize it, they will fall prey to it. And everything we have done and everything we will continue to do is to prepare you to develop that sense yourself. I said this before, that that that. These mass shootings, they will continue, and it will intensify. This is how evil is. But that's because of the energy that's being poured out, the spirit that's being poured out on the earth right now. And lo and behold, you have to understand that evil sees good as bad. And so evil must do everything it can to, well, put the, 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 to put good in its place. But we all know how the story ends, right? Good triumphs. And with that being said, let's start the show. You know, I, uh, (laughs) it's, it's always interesting coming in, trying to get the show started, but the minute that it does, let me tell you guys, it is something else, right? It is something else. You know, the reason I wanted to intro talking about all this metaphysical, spiritual, esoteric, multidimensional stuff is because yes, politics is important. This is one of the questions we were asked uh, uh, on Tuesday for our Instagram live. Does politics matter? Yes, it is very important, but if you don't have an understanding as to who you are, what you're going through, why you have to persevere, you, you have no idea what you're fighting for. You see, a few weeks ago, and now we're going to start getting into uh, this segment, I intentionally kept this segment short because the next segment, Organizing Anarchy, is, oh, it's going to be like that, trying to organize anarchy. This segment, we're going to try to talk about the actual psychology behind what we're seeing today. Social media, right? Social, meaning sociological factor behind it. But whenever everybody's engaged in this social media experiment, well, then all of our collective psyches are affected, you see. But because people don't want to think about these things, they don't want to think, oh, I've been incepted with a completely different personality. I've I've somewhat been hijacked. They can't begin to recognize the tendrils of darkness on them. A few weeks ago, Marianne Williamson, one of the Democratic presidential hopefuls, uh, speaking at the debates, talked about a dark psychic force that is taking hold in the U.S. And before I play this clip for you guys, understand, I like Marianne. I like Marianne. She does want to come for your guns and some other things as well, but I do like her. And the reason she's saying this is because all of these Democrat robots today, everything they are saying, you can find it in the United Nations 2030 Agenda for Sustainable Development. Everything Marianne is saying comes from an actual person. The people you see up there on the stage, they are part of that robot class of people who are projecting information tied into that, or not even tied into, programmed by that alternate frequency. Uh, but here we have Democratic, Democratic presidential hopeful Marianne Williamson talking about the dark psychic force taking hold in America.
1: Being the next flint. We, we have an administration that has gutted the Clean Water Act. We have communities, particularly communities of color and disadvantaged communities all over this country who are suffering from environmental injustice. I assure you, I lived in Gross Point. What happened in Flint would not have happened in Gross Point. This is part of the dark underbelly of American society the racism, the bigotry, and the entire conversation that we're having here tonight, if you think any of this wonkiness is going to deal with this dark psychic force of the collectivized hatred that this president is bringing up in this country, then I'm afraid that the Democrats are going to see some very dark days. We need to say it like it is. It's bigger than Flint. It's all over this country. It's particularly people of color. It's particularly people who do not have the money to fight back. And if the Democrats don't start saying it, then why would those people feel that they're there for us? And if those people don't feel it they won't vote for us and Donald Trump will
0: win. Thank you very much Ms. Williamson. Thank you. We want to turn now to the... I like Marianne every time I'm seen her on stage I like what she had to say I'm surprised they haven't tried to censor her uh, and so we'll see what happens with them but my point behind playing that that dark psychic force that's taking over the country yes yes you see we live in a day of extremes we live in a day where everything is polarized and people can tap into that And whenever you have people who who who, because this is what's going to play a a huge part in the next segment when we talk about the mass shootings and the destabilization, America is very sick. America is very, very sick right now. Uh, And I can personally say this because I took part in some of that sickness. You know, we have this whole Antifa border siege thing going on. Uh, We have all this destabilization going on. And I've talked about this with you guys in, in various other shows, but I did not think that I would be on this side. Of the air quotes revolution, whenever this stuff hit, but that just shows you how fast things are. But I also have to make a, a point to point out that part of this comes from personal growth, part of it comes from personal awareness, uh, honesty, and truth. And a lot of these people who are carrying out these different types of ca- crazy, chaotic acts, the people that we're dealing with today, they're very sick. They are. They are very sick. You know, I talked about this in our most recent Fellowship and Freedom episode with Dr. John A. King, uh, and how. We're dealing with the archetypal Kyles. Uh, the archetypal Xbox playing, uh, Mountain Dew drinking, monster slamming, um, parent hating, millennial that flips their hair to the side like a silly emo kid. We're dealing with the archetypal Kyle who, who who is designed, or who is basically bred, to hate everything that they've been given. And so this creates a form of, of, of psychosis. It creates a form of disassociation to where you literally... Bite the hand that feeds you. You don't grow up. You, you stay stunted in a, in a state of arrested development where you're mentally immature. You see. And when Marianne Williamson is talking about that dark psychic force that's taking hold, well, uh, hear me out on this. I just spent the first time, or the, I introed into the show, talking about how there's frequencies and energies and waves and all this other stuff that people are tied into, Right? well, I'm going to be dealing with Antifa until one of us is dead in the grave because, well, that's how we were programmed. That archetypal Kyle that plays the Xbox and screams out obscenities all day and doesn't deal in reality, that's what he's familiar with. And so when they come out here into the reality, into the real world, it's not what they're familiar with. You see, they've been programmed. From from, from childhood into adulthood, they've been programmed. They don't know how to think for themselves. If you want another example of this, well, look at how social media has has essentially denigrated or degenerated an entire generation of females, an entire generation of ladies. 50% of the population feels like they need to get your attention by by, by debasing themselves. I talked about this with you in the previous episode as well, how uh, Saladin, this, this, this guy from 1150, he said, if you wanted to destroy society, all you had to do was make uh, nudity public. Bing, bang, boom, here we are today. So how is it that something from almost a thousand years ago, still holds water today. You see, it's because of the frequency and the energy that people are tied into. It's because of what they're saying. People are programmed. We are programming an entire generation to prepare only for sex and only for physicality and only corporeality, giving them social media. This is why we have an entire generation of people who want to play Xbox, take guns, and go shoot up schools. This is what I mean by the dark psychic force that's taking over America. You see, I asked this question to you guys, the audience, uh, and I'll put this link in the description bar below. I'll attach it to the episode so you guys can go uh, add your own answers or even go look at other people's. But I asked the question, what is radicalizing America? And I'll just read you guys a few of the responses we got. Some people said that it's a CIA political theater uh, via mainstream corporate media. I'd have to agree. Uh, Some people are saying that it's Zoloft, Prozac, Ritalin, Oxycontin, and the final touch being the media. Chronic illness, drugs, uh, prescribed or otherwise, and lack of a moral compass. Children raised on pharmaceutical medications that don't actually have conditions, which those treat. We don't teach our children compassion or how to be a good person. Arrogance and hate and the void of public execution for terrorists and pedophiles. (laughs) Instilling enough hate... In a population to act on it, racism or racial separatism, feminism, uh, the cabal, the deep state, and people who don't stand for the country's values and beliefs in which, and well, what we were founded on. I'll put this link in the description bar below so you guys can go add your own questions. But the reason I asked that question, what is radicalizing America, is because we know what's radicalizing America misinformation. The, big, the, the, the quickest antidote to fear is truth what is radicalizing america <laughs> people are upset and they don't have an effective way to uh, discharge this stress this is why they've given us a figurehead donald trump orange man bad donald trump's not radicalizing america america's radicalizing itself making donald trump the enemy so then what happens whenever we chop off the head of the snake are we going to go into the dentist dinner, the dinner steaks and then are they going to come out after us? What is, what is radicalizing America? It's how we consume information. It's how we conduct ourselves. It's what we say. It's what we speak. It's how we are. And ever since Donald Trump has come into office, we have had nonstop tension. Now I'm not making it a whole, hey, let's let's blame Donald Trump. Let's blame somebody else. But do you see how the societal programming has literally got us in a position to where we don't know why we're angry? People aren't, angry at, people aren't angry about the Zoloft, the Oxycontin. They're not angry about the fluoride in the water. They're not angry about the chemtrails. I'm glad Marianne Williamson began to mention uh, the Flint water crisis. They're not angry about the right things. No, orange man bad. So what is radicalizing America? Ignorance. I- 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 ignorance is what's radicalizing America because we don't know. We don't know why we're upset. But we just choose to be upset. We talked about this uh, in our most recent minicast with you guys how outrage is the new drug, and we've talked about this before. People don't want to simmer down. People don't want to reconcile things. people don't want to get to the conclusion. Get to the other side of the hill. No it's so much easier to be uh, emotional, reactive, upset it, it, It's so much easier to be uh, up in the air where everything's ambiguous and everything sucks. It's harder to bring it back down to a point to where you think about real-world change, to where you actually make changes in your own life to influence this future battle space, you see. So what is radicalizing America? It's a very ambiguous question, and that's why I ask it. That's why I bring it up here with you, the audience, because I want you guys to go add some of your own answers, you see. Because this isn't going to calm down as much as we would like for it to. It's only going to intensify which leads me to one of the major reasons why we're going to be getting into this this next topic. Uh, And I'm glad I had an entire week to figure out how to approach this, Uh, but the FBI has a new document claiming that conspiracies about the deep state are a new domestic terrorism threat. This is from Christina Lalia of the Gateway Pundit. They put this up August 1st. Uh, It says, well, isn't this interesting? Who all saw this coming? I know I did. Yahoo News has obtained a new FBI document dated May 30th, 2019, that warned conspiracy theorists are the new domestic terrorism threats. What exactly is conspira- considered a conspiracy theory? The document specifically called out QAnon, which is a belief that Q is a government official posting information on an online forum about Trump's efforts to dismantle the deep state. Quote, the FBI assesses these conspiracy theories very likely will emerge, spread, and evolve in modern information marketplace, occasionally driving both groups and individual extremists to carry out criminal act, criminal or violent acts, the document states. The, the document also claims that the FBI believes conspiracy theory-driven theory extremists are likely to increase during the 2020 presidential election cycle. The FBI appears to be bracing for Spygate backlash because they said another factor driving the so-called threat is the, quote, the uncovering of real conspiracies or cover-ups involving illegal, harmful, or unconstitutional activities by government officials or leading political figures. So basically, (laughs) people were right. People who were right about these air quotes conspiracy theories, these conspiracy facts, they were right. And whenever they get validated, they're going to be even more upset. (laughs) Because... Because the government knows what they're doing, and they also... Uh, continuing on. The FBI did not offer any, spe- any specific about which political leaders or which cover-up it was referring to. However, the timing is suspicious as Spygate begins to unravel. The FBI is beginning to focus more on anti-government extremism and explain in the document that, quote, This is the first FBI product examining the threat from conspiracy-driven conspiracy theory domestic extremists and provides a baseline for future intelligence products. This new category of conspiracy theory driven monitoring based a person based on a person's beliefs comes from an attempt to explain events or circumstances as a result of a group of actors working in secret to benefit themselves at the expense of others and are, quote, usually at odds with official or prevailing explanations of events. The document took aim at the Internet and social media, (laughs) man. So basically what they're trying to tell you in a roundabout way is that if you do not obey Big Brother, you were part of the problem. I mean, we all saw this coming, unfortunately. This has always been the plan. This has always been the plan. So so what does, a, what does a post-truth world look like? Did they talk about that at Davos? Or did they talk about that at Bilderberg? Regardless, we're in that post-truth world. You see, we've talked about this with you good people a number of times. How we have used their tools of enlightenment, or their tools of enslavement, as tools of enlightenment and how we knew this is going to happen I remember talking about this with Carrie Widler of the anti-media that when we interviewed her how in the future today these days we're going to need alternative media platforms that are protected to where we can to effectively communicate but you see the idea is behind the idea behind doing all that is so we can still communicate and get information out and raise awareness they don't want that They the whole point behind social media was for them to rapidly deploy parts of their propaganda forward slash agendas and then update the populace so that they would carry out certain aspects of the agenda. That's that's what it was for. But when you have people like myself and any other type of truth seeker out there who's trying to obstruct it, they consider that a threat. I mean, this is why they're removing uh, uh, health posts, vaccine posts, GMO posts, chemtrail posts, you know. Uh, satanic ritual abuse posts, organized pedophilia posts, anything that has to do with their corrupt government. Conspiracy theory, conspiracy theory driven extremists or conspiracy theory driven domestic extremists. This is what they wanted to do with the, with the original pe- uh, pizza gate phenomena. Remember when that guy went to Washington and shot up the PizzaGate gate facility, because a lot of people started getting on the tail of James Elephantis and figured out that he was involved and that they had like a crazy old torture dungeon. That was the that was the first step into that. You see. And that's what's gonna happen here in the future too. They're gonna uh, let's let's say somebody listens to the podcast right now. And I talked about this with Adam, ironically enough. Let's say somebody listens to the podcast, follows the page, but they have their own page where they make a lot of anti Semitic stuff, you know, saying it's the Jews that did it, it's the Jews that did nine eleven. It's the Jews this, it's the Jews that well, congratulations, this person set themselves up perfectly to be a patsy. All they have to do is just get this guy in the right area, plant a gun on him near a synagogue, bing, bang, boom, he set himself up. And then by the time that we get to the end of this, (laughs) understanding what's actually happening, that he didn't set himself up, no one's going to care, or there's going to be three or four different uh, shootings that take place. You see, right now, we are in a very, very interesting battle space. And this is why I've always been curious as to why they haven't deleted me Because my comments are really just actual factoids, I'm not directly going to people's pages and saying detrimental things. I'm in a weird, I'm 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 like in a weird shadow band, but still allowed to operate space because of the content that we cover in the way that we cover it. But let's say somebody who's listening to the podcast right now, they're following the page, uh, they have their own page, they take from it what whatever we're doing, and then they reproduce it their way. They will, in the future, say that I radicalized people like this and incited them to do this. That I told them to carry out these types of acts. And so that I can... And I have to start saying this now. I do not advocate violence. I do not advocate political violence. I do not advocate any type of violence. But that's the thing. Considering conspiracy theorists, domestic terrorists, is is the government saying, stop asking questions. Stop asking questions. Stop doing the digging. Remember, whenever all of those holistic doctors were dying because they were exposing the corruption within vaccines, they were they were showing how doctors were getting paid off by Big Pharma whenever they were given those vaccines. How all those people that were di- that all those holistic organic doctors died trying to promote like a healthy alternative lifestyle, and that plays a part in what we'll talk about in the, in, in the third segment as well. Controlling the narrative—that's what they want. People like ourselves. And infamous conspiracy theorists, and people who have any level of influence that obstruct the narrative, they are deemed domestic terrorists. And people say, "EJ, you're being a little bit extreme right now." No, I'm trying to get you to understand what they're alluding to. We uh, remember when I talked about it uh, almost two years ago. Oh gosh, almost two or three years ago. <laughs> Whenever I said, "Imagine, imagine going to, imagine ordering a pizza." from your local uh, pizza delivery place, your Italian restaurant, whatever, going to go open up the door. You open up the door. Your delivery guy says, here's your pizza. You know, here's a total. But you open the pizza and boom, you set off a bomb. That's a, that's a, that, and whenever you're in in the hospital room, you're waking up, coming to consciousness, asking yourself what happened. They say this guy dropped a bomb on your house or dropped, delivered this bomb to you because of some stuff you posted on Facebook. Well, what is Antifa today? One of the incidences this week that got no media coverage is was, uh, I think it's Senator Mitch McConnell. Yeah, Mitch McConnell, who, who, who was recovering from some injury, like a fall. There are were, there were protesters outside his house screaming, we're going to kill you. We're going to get you, Mitch. And, 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 I'm, and the reason I'm having to say it like this is because you have to understand the time frame that we're in. That's what I mean by the dark psychic force that's taking over America. That's what I mean by the weak-willed people who can't resist it. That's what I mean by them encouraging this level of destabilization. Now, you guys all know me. I'm the, I'm, I'm the person that's trying to put this information out there, raise awareness so we can change our lives and then effectively change uh, the reality that we find ourselves in. They don't want that these days. You have accelerationists, like we found out with the, newly, with the New Zealand shooter, as, as well as extremists who are looking for opportunities Realize we are the jackass generation <laughs> They had to tell us Do not do this But then they showed it Don't try this at home kids But then they showed it That's the same thing that's going on With the, with the mainstream media with, with social media It's a spirit It is a mentality And if people don't have a certain level of discernment To resist it to, to resist it, Then they will become Susceptible to it it's the, same, the same thing is happening within the conscious community as well and this is why I'm telling you it is a spirit, but you have got to learn to identify it so that you don't get caught up in it. But I'm sure you're wondering, well, how, how does how is this tying into FBI declaring conspiracy theorists a domestic terrorist? We knew this was coming. And because we have so much insanity going on right now, it doesn't have the gravitas. It doesn't have the weight that it needs to have. We're, we're thinking, great, this is cool. Get get the Antifa's, get the QAnon's. What happens whenever it's get the chemtrailers, get the GMOs, get the vacciners, the anti-vaxxers? Re- realize that at the start of this year, the World Health Organization declared anti-vaxxers as a top global health threat. So what happens? Because they, they did this earlier this year in New York with the mandatory vaccinations. What happens when you get arrested because you, you don't align with what they're saying? This is beyond dangerous. Beyond dangerous. But this is also evidence of the authoritarian times that we we're living into, or that we're moving into, and, and, and how we have a tyrannical, runaway government that, 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 that is trying to usurp you of your rights, usurp you of your identity. You see, and they know. They know these things are not going to end well, but they go ahead with it anyway. And that's why this is also dangerous, because we're living in the time of action, and every move that every person makes these days it has become so calculated and so just so, so focused because we understand what's really at stake. This is not easy. You see, they're literally trying to rob you of your identity, rob you of your rights, and tell you that you're not capable of all the things that you're capable of doing. So, I mean, we'll, we, we will definitely revisit this more in the future as more information comes out. I wanted to get this on record to where we could talk about it because this this is really where we're at. They know that their actions, both corrupt and public, are going to have an adverse effect. And so they're trying to preempt it, getting the tools together now to try to to come take us. I mean, (laughs) I'll say this and I'll get into the next article and start wrapping the segment up for you guys. I've told you this before. With the FEMA camps and the the concentration camps, the, uh, the, uh, the internment camps that the immigrants are at right now, that the migrants are at right now, I thought those were for us. They're telling you that they're putting wheelchair ramps up at, at Guantanamo Bay, alluding to the fact that people are going to be there until they're either dead or until they're wheelchair bound or whatever. They're telling you that they want to come for your guns. They're, they're, like, it really is a crazy spirit. And that's what I'm trying to tell you guys. The days that we've entered into are crazy. Uh, like here, watch right this. And this is, again, important to understand because we've talked about it before. And I didn't understand it whenever it first came out. But now that I begin to see how easily people can be radicalized and incentivized to carry out these types of attacks, I can understand what this means. But boom, right here, this is from World Truth TV by Eddie Levine. They put this up July 30th. It says, politicians are now making plans in case the public turns violence, turns against them violently. As, pres- as pres- protests continue to break out all over the nation... Over to President Donald Trump's desire to scrape Obamacare, Politico reported Tuesday that many politicians are beginning to worry about their own personal safety to the point that they are having some private sessions to discuss the matter. Citing sources who were in, a, in the room, Politico writes, House Republicans during a closed-door meeting Tuesday discussed how to protect themselves and their staff their staffs from protesters storming halls and offices in opposition to repealing Obamacare. So this this is a this is an old an old article that's being republished today because it still has the same validity. Uh, But continuing on, it says some of the suggestions, the news outlets reports include, quote, having a physical exit strategy at town halls or a back door at congressional offices to slip out of in case demonstrations turn violent having local police monitor town halls, replacing any glass office doors, entrances with heavy doors and deadbolts, and setting up intercoms to ensure those entering congressional offices are there for appointments, not to cause chaos. While protests are popping up all over, the Republicans' private session was no doubt prompted by events that happened over the weekend. While speaking speaking before a raucous crowd in Roseville, California, Representative Tom McClintock had to be escorted from the stage and away from the event by local police officers police officers McClintock told who told McClintock, who held town hall meetings during the politically volatile days of both the tea party and the Occupy movements told the Hill. He's never seen anything like it. Quote, this was something very different after an hour, the incident commander for the Roseville police department advised us that the situation was deteriorating and felt it necessary to get me out of the venue. That's before that that's never happened before. This sentiment appeared to be echoed at Tuesday's closed door session. Commenting on the meeting, Republican Study Committee Chairman Mark Walker of North Carolina stated, quote, the message was, one, be careful for security purposes, watch your back, and two, be receptive. Honor the First Amendment, engage, be friendly, be nice, because it is toxic out there right now. And they know. Yes, it's toxic. People are upset. And and, and, and this is the whole point, too, behind dumbing down the language, having this be reactive, emotional. Just screaming obscenities, you racist, you bigot, you xenophobe, and just, rah, just screaming at people is to bring down language. You see, when I'm when I'm speaking to you guys, understand that I'm, I'm using higher mental faculties to engage you at deeper uh, personal and interpersonal and sp- sometimes even spiritual levels so that you can understand what's actually going on and how I'm trying to communicate to you. When these people are shouting obscenities and craziness at you, think about, again, the, the, the Mental maturity, the willpower, the emotional intelligence, and the emotional uh, maturity of these people, and so that's the whole point behind having us stay in this emotionally reactive uh, mindset. Orange man bad, ah! I can't wait to Im- Im- impeach, impeach, kill him, kill him, and and, and so again, it's all to get you, all to get certain people. Uh, a certain typecast, a certain stereotype, it's, it's all to get people to react a certain way, to, pro, to program them, essentially, because that's what they want. They don't want people to have these kinds of real discussions about effective solutions that they can work in their own life and then effectively in the real world and then help others. They don't want that. No, they want blind obedience. They want ignorant obedience. They don't even want people to understand what's happening to them. And that's what I mean by the psychosis of darkness. That's what I mean by understanding the days that we've entered into. And if you don't learn to call it out, if you don't learn to call it the programming, the tendrils of darkness, the mind control, whatever you want to call it, the societal engineering, uh, social pressure, however you would like to describe it for yourself, if you don't call it out, it will consume you. And guess what, gang? We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about some of the people that actually have been consumed by this darkness. We're going to be talking about uh, the protests that are going on in Hong Kong. We're also going to be getting into red flag gun confiscation laws. George Soros donating $5.1 million to the Democrats, as well as the Democratic Socialists of America. <laughs> the Democratic Socialists of America having a hiccup in their conference because people are using gendered language language. And they all have delicate sensibilities. It's very, very interesting and entertaining and at the same time sad to watch. Uh, But we'll be getting into this and more on the other side. Ladies and gentlemen, don't go anywhere. This is Freedom Faction on Factions of Freedom. And we'll be right back right after this.
2: the police, the the
0: is right hello there how do you do what's going on team you know there are there are days where there's days where we're really really esoteric there's days where we're really really mystic there's days where we're where we're really really hardcore political and then there's days where it's just your bro talking about this stuff hoping i can help you really understand what's going on there's days where i try to be smart <laughs> there's days where I'm just a country bumpkin. Uh, and there's there's there's, there's... there's... there's all of this. And everything I really try to do, you know, from the podcast to the Instagram lives, everything that you guys really see come out from me is to show you and remind you as to who you are, what you can be, and what you choose. It's like that old Native American Indian saying where it's like, hey, you have two wolves. You feed two wolves every day. Every action... Dictates which wolf you feed And if you don't take the time One of them might sneak from the other And steal that food And so that's what it's about, gang I'm only here to point this stuff out I did not think As I told you before in the previous segment I did not think that I would be on this side of the aisle Whenever the revolution hit I definitely thought I would have more time I didn't think that the machines Would get here so fast But it's not about that, you see I was, I was thinking about this before I came onto the show, uh, and, and, and I don't know if it's because of all the energy that I've just been feeling over these past few days, uh, but it, it's, it's, it's not about that. You know it's, it's really not about that. I get so I, I try to beat myself up because I want to do more for you guys. I want to create like an operation that that, 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 that that talks about this, calls it on its face, flips it over, and then fixes it. I get so mad at myself because it's like, you know, you, you, you can do more. Yes, I know I can do more, but how many people are doing what you're doing in the first place? Be content that you're even engaged in this fight. Be content and appreciative and grateful for the fact that you're able to influence individuals at the level that you are. Because people don't know. And people need help. And people don't know that they need help. So be grateful for the fact that you're even able to help them. This is, this is the truth. And so when you guys see me get up on Instagram Live or get in some of these social media moods where I just like start bad-mouthing some of these people, it's because I really do want what's best for you and I want what's best for us. And everything we're doing is built to enhance and improve that. It's to build that pro-human future. Not so we, we, we become perpetual slaves to the system that's designed to rob us of our individuality and our divinity. This is why I try to remind you so frequently. And I know people don't want to... I, I, I know some people... And I don't understand why some people get upset, but I know some people get upset when I mention that and the divinity. But again, just understand that's where we're at. <laughs> like I, I'll say this, and I think it's a great way for me to start to join this segment to segue. <laughs> there was an article that came up uh, just yesterday about how there are school prayer zones, school prayer zone sign, uh, school prayer zone, wow, school prayer zone signs showing up Uh, at universities in North Carolina and because of the days that we are, we are in, I thought, gosh, you know, all that's going to do is trigger Satanists and or mass shooters to go shoot those kids up that are praying. It's the same thing with these gun-free zones. They say these, these crazy sick individuals, they're just like, you know, awesome time to go, time to go to the buffet. And so this is why all of this is so crazy is because we have have truly lived in it. We are living in a time of great inversion where everything that we have known is being flipped on its head. I mean, if you try to defend yourself against an attacker, you know, you'll end up going to jail. I mean, uh, cops get away for killing people. How is that protecting and serving? You know, and so this, this is, this is the law. You see, this is the law. This is why things are ambiguous. This is man's law. This is corruption. This is wickedness, and this is organizing anarchy, and this is why we're trying to talk about it. So, thank you for tuning into this segment. We are going to be talking about George Soros giving $5.1 million to the Democrats, uh, red flag gun confiscation laws, as well as these most recent shootings. What's going on with that? Joe Biden also says that he's coming for your guns. Bingo is what he says. I'm coming for your guns if you have an assault weapon. So, let me get this straight. You guys decided to whip up the majority of the population for a good two years and you didn't think that was going to have any kind of adverse reaction I'm just and, and, and now that you know you guys are carrying out all these operations and actions and people are upset and destabilized you're going to come for the people who want to protect themselves from these crazy people Ah, very very interesting very, very interesting. So let's, get, let's start getting into this stuff. Why are we talking about George Soros donating a $5.1 million check to the Democrats to start off this segment? Well, because everything that you see going on, some of it is organic, but the majority of it is highly financed by individuals that you see right here. And as we move forward into the 2020 uh, elections, you're going to hear a lot of people say, Who's, who is George Soros? What is the, where is the money coming from? How did this all happen? I'm letting you know that basically for the next year, we're about to see a completely completely different country, a whole new level of crazy, thanks to this man right here. Let's get into this article. We put this up August 2nd. It's from Sign of the Times. It says, Soros enters the 2020 funding influence game, a $5.1 million check to Democrats. It says, billionaire financier George Soros has created a super PAC and written a $5.1 million check for Democrats ahead of the next year's elections. However, the liberal... The liberal mega-donor has not revealed which candidate will get his blessing. Probably Hillary Clinton. Oh, but she's not running. Michelle Obama? Oh, but she's not running. We'll we'll see. (laughs) Uh, Soros spent more than $20 million during the 2016 election donating more than $9 million to political action committees, PACs, supporting Hillary Clinton and the rest of the committee working to install Democrats in Congress and to boost minority turnouts at the polls. According to the according to records uh, filed with the Federal Election Commission on Wednesday, the 88-year-old billionaire kicked off his 2020 efforts with a deposit of 5.1 million into his own Demo- Democracy PAC. PAC uh, more than doubling the 2.1 million he donated donated at the point in the 2016 election cycle. So basically, he's doubled. He's literally doubled down his contribution to the Democrats. He's like. You guys are doing a great job. I, I like the radical, the radicalization of America. I like the demoralization. I like the demonization. I like the chaos. Boom. Let me double down and give you 5.1 instead of 2.1. Continuing on, it says, Though no doubt spurred by a desire to unseat President Donald Trump, Soros has not revealed who among the two dozen Democratic hopefuls his pack will bestow its wealth on. Speaking to the Washington Post last year, the Hungarian-born investor said he would stay out of the party's primaries as playing favorites would, quote, divide the Democratic Party. Well known for funding liberal causes around the world, Soros' fingerprint can also be found on some of the world's most powerful think tanks, including some with less than peaceful aims. Uh, Soros funds the the neoconservative Center for American Progress and the Atlantic Council, a pro-intervention lobby propped up. By a slew of arms manufacturers, the Hungarian investor has also been linked to pro-democracy European group, Oz, which has advocated for no-fly zones in Libya and agitated for, re- agitated for regime change in Venezuela and Iran. In his broader conquest or in his broader quest to advance the cause of his brand of liberalism around the world, Soros has also funded Facebook's third-party fact-checking partners to filter forbidden news and views from the platform. And Soros's native Hungary, uh, Victor Orbán's government has made the billionaire. The face of its anti-immigration policies, landing it in in trouble with the European Union. Yeah, George Soros is going around the entire world funding destabilization. He is funding it from from the Arab Spring to now we're having an American Spring to what's going on over there in Ukraine. George Soros is funding is is funding destabilization worldwide. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. You 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 might be asking, well, where do these because we've talked about this before, and I'll try to mention it when we talk about the 10-day border siege with Antifa. We've talked about it. Where is Antifa getting these guns from? Where are they getting the training to do all this? You see, we, we, we know what's going on, but everybody's like, how is it happening? We, we, we commonly think that Antifa is just those archetypal cause that I was mentioning beforehand, but let me tell you guys, because they have literally doubled down in their commitment you have people like George Soros saying, "No, you need to go train with the Mexican cartel. You need to carry out more domestic terror attacks. Don't worry, you will be taken care of." You see, like it's it's as crazy as it does sound. This is where we're going. I'm trying to pull up an article for you guys real quick, uh, so I can move into these, these these other topics: the death camps for Trump supporters, flyers, uh, the the Antifa border siege, and so much more. Uh, but right here, and I'll put this link in the description bar below because it's very, very important. Ironically enough, we are literally, we are literally a year and a day after this, right here. Boom, August 2017. You can find this on our website, com. Armed leftist training as urban guerrillas. Practicing executions, kidnappings, and armed propaganda and sabotage. In March of 2017, A&P published a two-part series on armed leftists, leftist groups showing up at pro-Trump rallies. In that piece, we noted that many of those groups were handing out flyers t- uh, titled Redneck Revolt. When we quoted their, webs- their own website as stating they, quote, believe in the right of a militia resistance and, quote, in the need for revolution. Now, who was Redneck Revolt? Remember, domestic terrorist guy that we had talked about during the mass programming episode, the guy that shot up the, 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 the ICE facility? He was part of the Redneck Revolt. Kid you not. Can't make this stuff up. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to see if I can try to get you guys the PDF that actually has their information in it right here. Yeah, there it is. Mini manual of the urban guerrilla. These people are legitimately training for, as I told you before, kidnappings, robbings, shootings, you name it, man. These are the days we're entering into. I'll put this link in the description bar below so you guys can go check it out because it's not a joke. It, it, it is it is legitimately not a joke. They're trending. They're working with the cartels. They're doing it. They're activated. They're mobilized. It's time. They know it. They know it. They're They are stoking the fires. They're probing. They're seeing what they can get away with. And I've talked about this before. I And I, and I hate seeing it like this. All the chaos and all the co- all, all, all all the stuff they're doing, all it's going to do is embolden the police force. The only people that win with these mass shootings and this destabilization is the government, is the police, is that police state. Uh, 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 civilians have their rights taken. Uh, uh, people have their lives taken. No one wins with these mass shootings. You see. And this is the even crazier part, if you ask me. I think they're trying to trigger us into a martial law so that when everything's locked down, they can start quietly executing people. But that's a different discussion for a different day. Uh, Check this out. Just the other day, apparently there are death camps for trump supporter flyers being posted in New York. This is uh, authored by Paul Joseph Watson of Summit News, but it was reposted by Tyler Durden of Zero Hedge. They put this up August 7th of 2019. It says, Numerous flyers that say, quote, Death camps for Trump supporters now have been posted on street posts and parking meters in Patchogue, New York. So when we're talking about this, understand that, like I said, it's, it's highly organized, highly financed. That's what I mean by organizing anarchy. Ordo, ordo ab chaos. order from chaos. That's how these people act. You see, that's why they have to intentionally destabilize, radicalize, and get everybody whipped up so that they can declare you, the civilian the citizen as the problem so that the authoritarian government that you see them erecting can take control so that they can boom, knock down the hammer of martial law, take over communications, take over transportation, take over everything. And that's why this is also dangerous. We're, we're, we're playing chicken with a, with a bullet train. And that's why this is just so dangerous, but just switch up because we will be getting back into more of more of the the the, the craziness that is happening here in America. Uh, I want to take the time to go across the seas, talk about China, talk about Hong Kong, talk about what other protests are looking like around the world. You know, coming into 2019, we had the yellow vest protests that took place for almost 30 weeks. 30 weeks. And then it just dissipated. They they ended up having to roll out tanks from the EU to quell these things. Uh, But now... And, and, uh, and it's, it's it's sad that we didn't even have that we didn't even do our own thing here, you know. I see the French getting lit. I see the French over here uh, carrying out revolution. I see Hong Kong carrying out revolution. I see Puerto Rico carrying out revolution. And I'm just like America. You're not taking hint. You 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 must not care. We're not we're we are being taken over, and we just can't lift a finger by it. But I digress. Look at this. Hong Kong protesters are using Tinder and Pokemon Go to coordinate. Their their their, their protests. Like you think about that, Hong Kong protesters are turning to apps like Tinder and Pokemon Go to coordinate demonstrations throughout the cities as authorities crack down on the first line of methods of communications such as WhatsApp, Telegram, Fedbook, uh, Signal, Twitch, and more. The demonstrators began over a the the demonstrations began over proper, proposed. Extra- The demonstrations began over a proposed extradition bill, which would allow mainland China to pluck suspects from Hong Kong. Now in their 10th week, they have devolved into violence and chaos as demonstrators have have had frequent clashes with police. Uh, Suffice to say the ongoing protests wouldn't be possible without modern technology. Posting information about protests on Tinder is just one of several creative ways Hong Kongers are using tech to mobilize people for more than For more than eight weeks now, technology has been at the center of ongoing demonstrations against a controversial extradition bill. For people who are curious as to why they're fighting that extradition bill, all these people, right, all these people that are protesting the Hong Kong government or the the Chinese government, they're saying they don't want to be extradited to China to essentially have their organs harvested. That they could be prosecuted in China and then locked up. We, We all know how authoritarian China is, Hong Kong saying we don't want anything to do with that. And so they've been protesting for 10 weeks to stop that one bill because they know that China will not stop there. Imagine that. Imagine, and this is, again, just the craziness behind it, with their facial recognition software and all the technology that's going on, are they going to try to arrest all those people? And because all these people are political prisoners, will they have their organs harvested and then sold on the black market? This is what China does. We've reported on it. That's why this is so dangerous. So what Hong Kong is doing is they're fighting, essentially, for their independence. And you know what China's doing? They're sending in, they're liter- they are legitimately sending in uh, police. And because things are intensifying, because there's so many people actually fighting back, they're actually thinking about sending in the military. This next part I'm going to be reading to you guys, it comes from the Minds Unleashed. Uh, they put this up August 6th, August 6th. It says, China warns Hong Kong protesters will be punished, won't rule out military intervention. As the situation in Hong Kong continues to deteriorate, Beijing has issued a warning that protesters would, be, would soon be punished for criminal acts and has refused to rule out military force to quell ongoing anti-government demonstrations. I hope you're paying attention, America. According to a spokesman for the Beijing-controlled Hong Kong and Macau Affair Office, demonstrators are causing, quote, Hong Kong to slide into a dangerous abyss. Adding, quote, as for their punishment, it's only a matter of time. The Chinese government will never allow any acts that challenge national unity, sovereignty or security, he said, sternly reminding residents that the the People's Liberation Army was a strong and reliable force that defends every inch of its territory. In a jab at protesters, Mr. Yang referred to their to their main slogan, quote, reclaim Hong Kong. Reclaim Hong Kong, Revolution of Our Times, by reminding them Hong Kong was a part of China, saying, quote, I I want to ask those people, shouting this, what of Hong Kong do you want to reclaim? Where exactly do you want to reclaim Hong Kong to? Meanwhile, over 12,000 Shenzhen police officers conducted a publicly broadcasted crowd control drill, offering protesters a taste of what's to come. Quote, a drill that will be held to increase troop morale, practice, and prepare for the security and celebration's national and maintain national polit- political security and social stability. And for people who are, uh, for people that are listening through our audio podcast feed, what's happening is I'm actually playing, uh, for our video watchers, some of the, the, the drill that's going on, the 12,000 Shenzhen police officers who are conducting that drill, uh, and the, 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 operations that are going on, they allowed the actual protesters to take part so that they could basically flex their strength. So America You better start paying attention because the rest of the world is waking up to the tyranny. They're waking up to the tyranny. They see what's going on. And so imagine this. And I just want to make this quick little this quick little pivot if I can. China Hong Hong Kong protesters are legitimately using Pokemon Go and tender to coordinate protests to fight a tyrannical government. And all I'm going to say is Democrat socialists are trying to hold a convention, but it erupts due to their sensory overload and gender pronoun usage. So while you have protesters in Hong Kong protesting for 10 weeks straight, literally using Pokemon Go and Tinder to coordinate protests, the Democratic Socialists of America tried to get together and just, I think they were talking about revolution or overthrowing capitalism, who knows, but they can't even get the thing started without fighting amongst themselves. Let's take a listen.
2: Uh, First of all, James Jackson, Sacramento, he, him. I just want to say, can we please keep the chatter to a minimum? I'm one of the people who's very, very prone to sensory overload. There's a lot of whispering and chatter going on. It's making it very difficult for me to focus. Please, can we just, I know we're all fresh and ready to go, but can we please just keep the chatter to a minimum? It's affecting my ability to focus. Thank you.
1: Thank you, comrade. Okay, is there a speaker against name, chapter, pronoun?
0: Point of personal privilege. Yes. Please do not use gendered language to, k- to address everyone. Okay. Quick point of privilege once
2: again. Quick point of privilege once again. Hi, James Jackson, Sacramento DSA, he, him. I have already asked people to be mindful of the chatter of their comrades who are sensitive to sensory overload, and that goes double for the heckling and the hissing. It is also triggering to my anxiety, like... So be comradely doesn't ju- isn't just for, like, you know, let's keep things civil or whatever. It's so that people aren't going to get, oh. uh,
0: first of all, Oh. <laughs> so if you guys, uh, the Scoop uh, the scoop U.S. has, like, the full video, or you guys can go to the Daily Caller. Uh, they have the full video. It's, like, three minutes long where they just, like, show you how, how ridiculous this is. Uh, but the reason I wanted to add that, a little bit of levity to the situation, is so that people realize what's actually going on. Uh, I, I really think that some of these people that are part of the Democratic Socialists of America, you know, these are the lemmings, these are the useful idiots, these are the people that they need on the front end uh, uh, for for public consumption. And then you have people like Antifa, uh, Indivisible Black Bloc, Black Lives Matter, and all these other groups of George Soros funds as the back end, the domestic terrorists, the violent extremists. Those are the people who are carrying out all these crazy attacks, you see. And so the reason I wanted to switch that up is just to show you this is the current state of things. You see? Like, this is, this is what's really going on. You have people organizing protests, trying to fight back against a tyrannical government, and then you have dingbats trying to make sense of, of, of I think, revolution? Who knows? Uh, but to get back to a more serious vein, get back into what's actually going on, this kind of frightens me. Check this out. We already talked about the uh, death camps for Trump supporters flyers that are popping up in New York. Now or before that, uh, Antifa was gearing up for a 10 day siege on the border, on the Southern border show, uh, putting flyers saying that they want to kill dead ice office or dead ICE, ice agents. Antifa terrorists are gearing up for a 10 day siege on the Southern border. Flyers are showing dead ice agents. This is by Dean Garrison from sons of Liberty media. They put this up July 31st. And before I actually go into this, because it's already starting, it's, it's a, uh, They've already gone from Santa Cruz to Oakland to Olympia. They're in Port they've they've gone through Portland. Uh they're going through Seattle and Minneapolis. they are they're in Minneapolis right now and Chicago right now and then September first, they're all hashtag meeting me in Texas. And I'm gonna put that hashtag, that living hashtag in the in in the description bar below so we can get that. Uh because what I think is gonna happen is something crazy. Simplest thing to say. Uh, let me get in this article. This is way out of hand for the mainstream media and leftist politicians to continue to protect the growing terrorist faction that calls themselves Antifa. Jamie White reports from MIFRA Wars says that Antifa is preparing a violent 10-day siege on the southern border in El Paso, Texas, in an effort to, quote, shut down Immigrations and Customs Enforcement and open the border to illegals. Journalist Andy Noe, who was brutally attacked by Antifa in Portland, Oregon, last month showed flyers. Showing flyers Antifa is using to promote their effort for September, featuring images of ICE agents being murdered with bow and arrows and firebombs while anarchists bombed an ICE facility and southern border wall uh, to let illegals flow into the U.S. Quote, Antifa is leading a border hashtag border resistance military training tour that will converge on a 10 day siege in El Paso. No tweeted Monday. Quote, the proportional image shows border enforcement officers being killed and government property being firebombed. Organizers asking for white comrades to pay for others. It's good to know that Andy is feeling better and back in the game. These punks are showing more and more their true colors every single day. The Daily Caller reports the far left Antifa movement is reportedly planning a terror campaign and siege of El Paso, Texas, in an attempt to raise awareness of alleged abuses at the U.S.-Mexico border. The so-called border resistance exercise exercise involves a military training tour that will converge on a 10-day siege in El Paso, Texas. According to a tweet Monday from reporter Andy No, so think think about this. Uh, I'm going to pull up the video here, right? Or pull up the 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 flyer for you guys. It says uh, stories and firsthand accounts of last year of autonomous organizing on the border, featuring Contra Viento Maria, Tornillo, the Occupation, Hecate Society, Casa Camarillete, Food Not Walls, and No Mas Muertes. Uh, I'll put that information in the description bar below if you guys want to know more. But we've actually talked about this before. Um, and again, what you're just seeing is just the organization of chaos. Uh, I, I, I've talked to you guys about that before. How Antifa has been caught by the FBI buying guns from the Mexican drug cartels, and they they, they still continue to do it. So really, I guess what I'm trying to tell you guys is think about that. We got we're we're going to we're going to be going up against drug cartels. Satanists, uh, people who need mental help, and so much more. Like, this is, this, is, this is what's going on. That's why this is really, really not a joke. Uh, <laughs> really, really crazy. But I want to speak on that real quick. The 10-day border siege. Why is that so important? You know, 10-day uh, 10 po- 10 border siege. George Soros giving $5.1 million. They're going to ca- start carrying out more attacks like this. That's what the whole hashtag close the camps movement was. Remember like a few weeks back whenever uh, those, those, those protesters stormed that facility in Colorado, took down the flag, burned it, peed on it, put it back up, and then put the Mexican flag back up there? You see? And I'm not, uh, you guys know me, I, I, I have my anti-government views. I'm definitely not a statist or any of this type of stuff. But these people are intentionally trying to create a culture and an environment of chaos to where the only thing that will be order is the hardcore law and order that's going to come down. And because I like the levels of freedom that we have now, I'm not pushing for the destabilization that they're encouraging. You're going to have meth addicts. You're going to have crackheads. You're going to have Satanists. You're going to have degenerates. You're going to have people who, who, who really don't care. Like you're dealing with suicidal people, people who disassociate from reality regularly and who are comfortable with it. Like... This is this is why this is such a big issue. 10 days they're going to be down there. How many how many how many deaths do you think they're going to go on? You see with the shootings and everything that's going on as well. It's to desensitize you to life. We're having almost three mass shootings a day. I read a report to you guys, uh, what is it? Uh, maybe I should get into this or I'll just play that video clip for you guys to get it up there. There have been more mass shootings than there than days in 2019. So if there are 365 days in a year, we have already had more than 365 mass shootings. And that's crazy.
3: The nonprofit gun violence archive has been compiling data on mass shootings, and they found there's been more than more mass shootings than the number of days so far this year. Many are responding to this latest tragedy, including Governor Larry Hogan. Less than 24 hours after a tweet about 20 victims killed in El Paso, Texas, Governor Larry Hogan had to react about another nine shot dead in Dayton, Ohio. The governor tweeted another great American community forced to grieve after an unspeakable act of violence. We must stand united in her belief that no amount of fear can divide us. A non-profit called Gun Violence Archive defines mass shootings as where at least four people have been shot. The organization says there have been at least 250 mass shootings so far this year, far outpacing the 216 days so far in 2019. Just last weekend, three were shot dead at the Garlic Festival in My Gilroy, bad. California. Another 15 were injured. Earlier this week, two were killed. The nonprofit Gun My Violence bad. Archive has been compiling data on mass
0: I did that wrong. My math was wrong. I got all worked up. Apparently it was 250 shootings in the only 216 days that we've had. My bad. I was fake news momentarily. I retract that previous statement to correct it. Uh, but you get the point. We're having way too many shootings, way too many things going on, and this is dangerous. This is the collapse of society. This is really, really dangerous. But here, let me play for you guys this next clip uh, so we can start progressing this conversation about what's going on. Yes, we understand we're dealing with crackheads, meth addicts, you know, degenerates, we're Satanists, and all this other stuff. But yes, un- knowing that, understanding it, internalizing it, and then getting to that other hurdle is a completely different thing. Let me play for you guys this next clip. It says that the Dayton, Ohio shooter was a pro-Satan leftist who supported Elizabeth Warren, Bernie Sanders, Antifa, and communism. A
1: steady stream of community members visited the scene of Sunday's mass shooting in Dayton, Ohio, to pay their respects. Nine victims were killed and at least 27 others wounded in the attack. Investigators identified 24-year-old Connor Betts as the shooter. Police say Betts was carrying an AR-15-like rifle.
0: He would have had a maximum of 250 rounds uh, in his possession at the time.
1: If police had not stopped him and he made it into that establishment where hundreds of people were dancing and enjoying, yeah, we would have had hundreds of people die. Police responded in less than a minute, confronting Betts outside a bar called Ned Peppers. At least six officers opened fire, killing him. Police are piecing together the minutes leading up to the shooting massacre, but still don't have a motive to explain why it happened.
0: We are not through all Because he's a degenerate.
1: The deceased ranged in age from 22 to 57. The youngest was the shooter's own sister, Megan Betts. A steady stream of community...
0: What a sick, sick person. He killed his own sister. That degenerate killed his own sister. You know, as a as a person, as a man, that's why I just say he is a degenerate. But as a spiritual being and a physical body, I know I just need to pay, I need to pray for these people. Uh, it it, it, it he, that's why I have this schism, because as a person living in the times, I'm like, what a degenerate piece of garbage to kill his to kill his own his own sister. And to take other people with them. What a degenerate, suicidal piece of garbage! But as a as a spiritual person, I'm like this is this is sad, this is truly sad to see, and I know more of these types of things are going to happen. He was suicidal. So is the same guy from the Redneck Revolt that shot up the Antifa facility or that 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 that, that ICE facility. There's information coming out as well uh, regarding the El Paso shooter that he was also a Satanist. And so, I, I'm not saying that everybody who's, who's praising Satan is out there, you know, killing people, but you really don't, you know, <laughs> you don't hear so much of the opposite. Uh, but to, to bring it back down to reality, you know, I really do feel sorry for these people. And I've talked about this before, two weeks ago with you people, because I feel sorry for them. They have been given over to a spirit of deception. They have been given over to a spirit of evil. And their, their, their fate has been written these are the useless idiots these are the these this is the cannon fodder these are the these are the people who were, who are were just going to be thrown out there and then they're just going to be used like that's the easiest way to say as much as i don't want to sound like a jerk or any or anybody diminishing another person's life or another person's existence you have to understand that all of these people are 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 legitimately being used like even even this most recent shooter in el paso the information coming out re- surrounding him his own father is part of an mk ultra uh... club or some some kind of secret society which made me start digging more into the whole weaponizing consciousness expansion thing but that's a different discussion for a different day all i'm trying to tell you is that we have modern mk ultra happening on a mass scale and because of this you there there are levels to to how people are receptive to this type of information receptive to the different types of programming uh... but i digress I just wanted to pop this in. If you guys want to know more about how I feel regarding the actual shootings, listen to uh, this Threats of Conspiracy minicast that we did earlier this week where I talk about how the El Paso shooting was designed for the agenda and how the Dayton shooting is a good example of the psychoanalysis and how it's also being used as a distraction. All of these shootings are being used as a distraction to take information and news headlines away from the Epstein case. Uh, when you figure out from the Epstein case as well as the new 9-11 official investigation, you see, these are pivotal informational points that talk about everything else that's going to happen in this battle space, but because they want us to focus on this battle, on the tragedy, on the trauma, that's where our attention is, you see. But here, uh, to continue on, to just show you the time frames that we're in because these people know these types of things, Uh, because of all these shootings that are happening, and as I said before, the only one that benefits from them is the police state and the government. Because more of these shootings are happening, people want to protect themselves. Uh, More people are actually lining up to take concealed carry classes. Like, they're not down to be victims. They're down to fight back. Let's take a listen.
2: Well, we've seen it before after mass shootings a wave of terror can send people flocking to stores to purchase guns in order to feel safe
1: and as cbs 13's rachel wolf reports for us tonight it's also sparking some new interest in an old drill she's joining us now live in sacramento with active shooter training rachel that's right inside this range not only can you take concealed carry classes but you can also take active shooter classes And know this, protocols and practices inside these training manuals have changed as the type of mass shooting scenarios have changed. Time and time again we see the violent images this past weekend in El Paso and then Dayton where nine people were killed and 29 injured in just 40 seconds.
2: The officers took out uh, the guy as soon as they got there.
1: Former police officer Terry Wingert has taught concealed carry classes for around 40 years all across California teaches up to 300 students a year. He says when a mass shooting happens, inquiries go up to 10 Well, we've seen it
2: before after mass I'm shooting. Assuming a wave of terror can send people flocking to stores. That's 10% so for-
0: that they go up. Uh, but, you know, watching that, the active, shooters, the active shooter, forward slash mass shooter training, you know, that just made me start thinking about how... Remember the mass shooting that took place in, like, Las Vegas, Right? how we how that was supposed to be like the, the most deadly mass shooting in history, and we still don't even know what happened. I remember whenever we had Noah of End Time Signs on, and I remember asking him, I said, Noah, you know, what is the point of all this gun talk? Why are they trying to get everybody to get guns? He says, EJ, it's pretty simple. They want us to kill ourselves. They want us to kill each other. They want us to be so much at each other's throats to where we, that's all we think of, to where we kill one another. And then in the same, in the same vein of thinking, you know, my mind starts thinking, well, which is really the, the, of the age-old question, you know, what, what is the truth? Which is, which is mightier, the pen or the sword? If you live by the sword, you'll die by the sword. If you live by the pen, you'll die by the pen. These are the days that we're entering into. All, they, they, they want to be able to get a certain sect of the population to kill each other. Noah was correct. Yeah, these active shooter drills, they are very important. You would think that a, 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 a armed population would be able to protect itself. But I think that's the problem. Having the protection isn't the issue. It's whether or not you'll actually need that protection. As I said before, at the start of the transmission, we have a a, a, a lot of sick people in the world these days. And getting, getting more guns isn't going to help it, if you want the truth. Uh, while I, I, I think everybody has a right to have a gun, you should have the right to defend yourself, I don't think that that's the way that we should be approaching this. I think we should be really looking at the mental health aspect, and that'll play a huge part uh, in what we talk about in the next Uh, In in the next part of this Uh, But before we do To segue into that To talk about why I think Everybody should have (laughs) Their own firearm Or their own means of protection And why we should critically Look at this type of stuff uh, Check this out ISIS warns of terror attacks Or terror strikes In San Francisco, New York, and London This was put up July 30th Now, from, from End Times headlines By Ricky Scaparo. Before I get into this article I remember reading to you guys, uh, I forget the actually the month and when, but I remember reading whenever we had the New Mexico jihadis that were found out here, and then they migrated to Alabama. Whenever they found all those 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 body parts, in that same time period, we actually had uh, uh, border patrol officials talking about how, F- how border patrol officials and FBI were talking about how ISIS was entering through the southern border, talking about how they're going to carry out attacks. And then I also talked about how there were like hundreds of thousands, I think, of sleeper cells, or tens of thousands of sleeper cells still active here in America. My point behind pointing all these different types of things out to you guys is, is we have real terrorist issues on our hands, but because we have weak-willed, radicalized people who are basically foot soldiers of the opposition, they're selling us out. Our rights and our freedoms are about to go away by people who were born here and who have been given everything while we have people who want to take everything we have coming here that's what that's what I find so dangerous. We have real present open threats and dangers happening, and they are trying to figure out a way to disarm the public to disarm the public uh disarm the public and 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 disenfranchise them from their par- from their power but here let me get into this article uh, we put this up July 30th. it says from in Times headlines by Ricky Scaparo it says ISIS warns of terror strikes in San Francisco, New York and London. The ISIS terrorist organization is threatening to launch new attacks in San Francisco, New York and London, according to new warning messages posted on, on the group's social media channels. So ISIS is allowed to have a social media channel, but we can't even Hong Kong can't even organize protests. It's like, wait, what? That doesn't make sense. It's. <laughs> Continuing on, the messages carried across the internet via telegr- via the Telegram networking website features the three cities and calls for adherence of the terrorist group's radical ideology to, quote, kill them all. Sounds like Antifa. According to copies of the warnings b- obtained by the Middle East Media Research Institute or Memory, a group that monitors jihadi networks, quote, the pro-Islamic state Ash Shaf Media Foundation shared five posters on Telegram, which threaten and encourage terror attacks in the West, according to the information compiled by Memory. Quote, the posters are captioned in poor English and feature background images of San Francisco, New York, and London. The Ash Shaf or the Ash Shaf Media Group is believed to be based in Indonesia and/or operated by Indonesians. Quote, "Go and answer the call," one of the posters states. "Don't spare none." Kill them all. It is now time to rise. Slit their throats. Watch them die. Another another poster featuring a man in a suicide bomb vest uh, standing in what appears to be downtown Manhattan urges ISIS followers to, quote, slaughter them all. An additional poster features London's Big Ben burning in the background under the caption, Oh, Crusader, indeed, you are weak and powerless. The soldiers of Allah gonna gonna all gonna be immediately come to your country and will destroy the crusaders everywhere, memory noted. ISIS enemies, mainly Russia, the US, France, and the UK, are often referred to as crusaders in ISIS rhetoric. And for our audio listeners what's happening right now is I'm playing uh shuffling out those 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 clips, these posters. And sure enough, you know, this could be Antifa, these could be these leftists, these could be these these this could be anybody. This could be that pizza delivery guy. This could be anyone. And now I don't talk about, I don't post about this stuff frequently, because people say it's fear mongering. But uh, but sometimes there are levels and episodes like this where you have to just put it all out there and say this is these are the cards that are on the table. We are in the eye of a storm. This is the hurricane that we have found ourselves in. This is this is this is. That chemical cocktail, that, ca- that cocktail of chaos. This is why they're trying to create the perfect environment for so much chaos so that once it happens, they already have the solution. Remember 2014, Ferguson, Missouri, with all those riots that went down down there where you just saw them roll out the tanks? Or are we talking about uh, what happened with the French, with the Yellow Vest protests for almost 30 weeks? Or are we talking about the Hong Kong protesters that have been protesting for 10 weeks? Or are we talking about Venezuela? You see these are the days if you don't think that it's coming to America you are surely mistaken now this is how I think that it will come to America while we do have these issues here yes while we do and really do have these issues there will be something that that manifests itself in a form of revolution here and then that's going to be that that's going to show everything but we're now in the days of talking red flag gun confiscation laws and for people who don't know what that means Again, let's just say they consider me a domestic terrorist. Red flag right there. I try to go get, uh, I try to go get myself a, a gun or a firearm or something like that. And because I'm considered a domestic terrorist, that's a red flag. They decide to come right after me. Let's say I don't turn in my gun. Let's say I decide to fight back. Let's say I want to hold my gun. Well, then I'm considered a problem, and then they will forcibly figure out a way to take that gun from me. The point I'm trying to make is that's what the red flag gun confiscation laws are. That's that's what it's designed to do. It is literally designed to to take your gun and kill you. If you fight back, you will become part of the problem. They have no problem killing you. If the people think, oh, these cops, they're gonna they're going to stand for the same laws I stand for. No, they're not. I hate to tell you, but no, they're not. These cops are, these cops will punch an old lady. They'll shoot a baby. They'll rape a, they'll, they will rape a victim. And You don't think they're going to come for your guns? And Oh, I know we're not supposed to be bad-mouthing the cops because it's all about America. No, this is, police accountability is what I'm asking for. That's why we work with the Free Thought Project and police, and police the police, to have police accountability. Because if not, then you just got jackboots of the state who are just going to carry out every order that, they, that they're told. You see, I'm, I'm, I'm reading from the Gateway Pundit. I didn't have time to post it, but it says a Maryland police, Maryland police shot and killed a 61-year-old man while trying to serve a red flag order. Officials say it is a sign that the law is needed. They put this up August 8th. It's from Jim Hoff of the Gateway Pundit. And before I get into this, this is actually a repost article. This came out last year. But they're, again, reposting it to show you how they're already doing it. They're already confiscating guns out there in California. But they're reposting this article to tell you that people are not willingly going to give up their guns. Remember that guy in California who legally purchased like thousands of firearms? Cops couldn't do anything, made all kinds of news. They're, they want to figure out a way to take guns from people, and that's going to kick off a revolution but I want to get this here on record. It says Republican lawmakers led by Senator Lindsey Graham and his cohorts are now discussing red flag laws to date guns from, quote, unstable individuals. Last November, a 61-year-old Maryland man was shot dead while police were trying to serve him a red flag order. The local officials said it is a sign that the law is needed. The victim's niece said that the victim, Gary J. Willis, liked to speak his mind but was harmless. Capital Gazette reported that the N -N 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 aren't, an Arundel County Police chief defended Maryland's new red flag protective law Monday, just hours after a 61-year-old man was shot and killed while officers were trying to serve a court order requiring him to surrender his guns. Chief Timothy Altamere said the fatal shooting in Ferndale was a sign that, law, that the law, which went in effect October 1st, is needed. There have been 19 protective orders sought in the county since then, tying Hartford County for the most in Maryland. According to a report of the first month, the first month. statewide, about half of the 114 orders sought have been granted. So <laughs> let's get into this this next article to, 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 to talk about this. They're trying to figure out a way, because I'm trying to lead up to talking about this. They're trying to figure out a way to 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 give people... They're trying to figure out a way to come take your guns. And if you don't give them up, you're going to get killed. They're trying to figure out a way to create a system. Like we were talking about with the Satanists, with these domestic terrorists, they're trying to figure out a way to create predictive crime, to create pre-crime. And the only way to do that is to create such an environment of chaos to where they have to create a system to stop people to carry, stop people from carrying out certain acts of violence before they do so. I'm going to play for you guys. Uh, President Trump announcing his call for a national red flag gun law that will allow the government to begin confiscating guns from U.S. citizens. That's where we're at. Those are the days that we're entering into. They want pre-crime so that they can stop you from even taking the steps to defend yourself. And that's where we're at. It's become detrimental to the system for you to protect yourself. Don't you don't you dare. Don't you dare protect yourself. Don't you dare get a, 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 a something. No. Just fall in line. But here, let's get this up and we'll get into this afterwards.
1: ...mass shootings in El Paso and Dayton
3: this weekend. Mr. Trump zeroed in on a number of areas he wants the government to tackle, such as mental health and violent video games. The president also mentioned one step he'd like to take on the topic of gun control.
2: We must make sure that those judged to pose a grave risk to public safety do not have access to firearms, and that if they do, those firearms
0: can be taken through rapid due process. That is why I have called for red flag laws, also known as extreme risk protection
2: orders.
3: I want to bring in Weija Jiang and Caitlin Huey Burns. Weija is a CBS News White House correspondent and Caitlin is a CBSN political reporter. Weija, let's start with you. We heard the president there talk about those red flag laws.
1: What are they and why does the president support them? So these red flag laws are exactly what they sound like. They would allow family members who see red flags uh, in people who own guns to petition authorities to remove them and not allow them to purchase firearms. Um, And so it would be uh, leaving the burden up to family members and loved ones to sort of uh, decide whether someone should own a gun. And it's really hard to argue against. This um, is just another block for the president to build his case, as we heard, to focus on mental health. And focus on screenings for people there, um, but not really attacking the meat, the heart of this matter, which is universal background checks. In fact, uh, he did not mention yeah,
0: that. Whatever. I'm right. You get the point. They're setting it up, and I've talked about this before, they're setting it up to where your first amendment will cost you your second amendment. To where if you say something, you can't defend yourself afterwards, as, as Donald Trump said rapid due process keep in mind this was the same guy that said that we're going to take the guns first and then have due process so I just, I just want you guys to keep that in mind this is this is the president making America great again sure 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 uh, and this is this is just crazy to me if you if you really want the truth if you want to know how I feel about it it's just crazy um, this is not what people fought for but hey this is what you're gonna get he is going to create a way to have to create a pre-crime system. Uh, and <laughs> people think that he's not. I, whatever. Let me play for you guys this next clip of uh, Joe Biden saying, bingo, that he's coming for your guns as well. So Biden and Trump are on the same page.
3: To to gun owners out there who say, well, a Biden administration means they're going to come for my
2: guns. Bingo. You're right if you have an assault weapon. The fact of the matter is they should be illegal, period. Look, the Second Amendment doesn't say you can't restrict the kinds of weapons people can own. You can't buy a bazooka. You can't have a flamethrower. The guys who make these arguments are the people who say the tree of liberty is watered with the blood of patriots. We need the protection against the government. We need an F-15 for that. You need something well beyond whether or not you're going to have an assault weapon. So, would you,
3: how would you deal with all the assault weapons that are already out there that people have? What I
2: would do is I would try to I would institute a national buyback program. And I would move in the direction of making sure that that, in fact, was what we tried to do, get them off the street. But that's not confiscating people. No, that, that's not walking into their homes, knocking on their doors, going through their gun cabinets, etc. So people would be allowed to keep the weapons they already have? Right. Sure. To,
3: to
0: gun owners sure. out
3: there who say, well, b-
0: and that quote is the the tree of liberty is 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 the tree of liberty is soiled by the blood of tyrants. Not the blood of patriots. It's the blood of tyrants. That's what soaks the Tree of Liberty. That's what fuels the Tree of Liberty, is the, is, is the blood of tyrants. Slaying them. You see, uh, but my point behind playing that is Joe Biden, Donald Trump, they're on the same page. They're coming after guns. And they might institute a, a gun buyback problem, or a gun buyback program. Mental health, violent video games, unstable individuals rapid process, taking the guns, an extreme risk protection order. Think about how many different things were just talked about in that little smattering right there. They're trying to figure out a way to say that you were, conce- that you were deemed a threat the same way we talked about conspiracy theories being deemed a threat. You're considered a- an issue and that we have the cure. Take your guns, turn you into a slave, disenfranchise you from your power. You see, all this gun talk, all this destabilization, this 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 chaos that's going on, it's all being done for design. They want to outlaw all guns, make civilians who own them criminals so that they can turn themselves into the, 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 the arbiters of truth, the, the soothsayers, the people that tell you everything you want to hear. Don't worry, Big Brother's coming coming to help you. How can that be the case when, check this out, this happened over the weekend, media blackout, Chicago Hospital stopped accepting patients due to the weekend shootings that left over 50 dead or injured. Where was the... where? Where was the government with that? Where was Joe Biden with that? That was in Chirac, right? Isn't that where Obama's from? Your buddy Ob- your buddy Obama? Why didn't you guys do anything about that? How come the shootings in, in, in Chirac are intensifying? I wouldn't say taking the guns off the streets is going to fix that. There's a mental health issue. There is, like I said before in the first segment, a, a, a psychosis of darkness, a spirit of evil working. And if, you don't de- if, if you're only dealing with the branches, the leaves on that tree, not getting to the root of the cause... Then effectively you're part of the problem. You see. And I wanted to I wanted to end this segment, you know, kinda of talking about that, reinstating the death penalty, predict pre crimes, predict the tools and stuff like that coming for your guns. But I think you guys get the point. This is what I mean by organizing anarchy. This is what I mean by really understanding the adversary and all the different types of things they're trying to do, to have you give over your rights and to get debased like them, to be engaged in, 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 in all this debauchery and wickedness, just like them. They want you to pick up the sword just so they can kill you with it. And if we don't take the time to understand the traps that are out there, we will fall prey to them. Uh, But here's what's going to happen, gang. We're going to take a quick break. Maybe a quick break, long break. That was a long segment. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to be talking about corporatized consciousness, right? Uh, The the idea that city smog is becoming lethal, yet Harvard scientists want to spray calcium carbonate in the sky. And then that same institution, Harvard, is saying, hey, maybe you should stop eating meat to live longer. I wonder what kind of chemtrails they're spraying on the plants. But like I said, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to be getting into this and more on the other side. The U.N. pushing a vegetarian agenda by 2050 to save the planet. What does that sound like? We'll be getting into this and more on the other side. Ladies and gentlemen, don't go anywhere. This is Freedom Faction on Factions of Freedom. And we'll be right back right after this. Salutations, my friends. I'm here to talk to you about, that's right, CBD oil. CBD oil can reduce the risk of relapse among alcohol and cocaine addicts. And you know they're trying to flood us with both. According to a 2013 study published in the British Journal of Clinical Pharmacology, CBD was proven to have these benefits, relieving pain and inflammation, having antipsychotic effects, reducing anxiety, helping to fight cancer, relieving nausea, treating seizures, lowering incidences of diabetes, and also promoting cardiovascular health realize that in 2013, Purdue Pharma received FDA approval for an opioid drug that claimed to help curb the opioid addiction. This will actually help you curb your usage of opioids as well as your reliance upon them. And remember, guys and gals, stay vigilant. Those lies and share truth. This is Freedom Faction, out. I just want to say thank you guys for tuning in to this special edition of Factions of Freedom. Your support is always appreciated, your prayers are always heard, and your love is always received. Thank you guys for allowing me in your life. Stay vigilant, expose lies, and share truth. This is Noise era Freedom Faction, out. And we are back. Yeah, you know, I definitely, I, I, I definitely did not intend for that segment to go as long as it did, but I'm, uh, I'm glad I got out as much as I could because I wanted to give you guys a comprehensive view about everything that's going on. We took a little bit of a two-week-long break, and that kind of made the issues pile up. So, you know, you have to try to get it out there as much as you can. And I don't like beating a dead horse, but I like to make sure things are very thoroughly done. You see. Uh, And so that's why we do the things that we do, and that's why we try to put out as much detailed, comprehensive uh, information as possible. I'm not here to waste your time. I'm here to give you an understanding as to what's going on in this time. And with that being said, thank you for tuning in uh, to this segment. That's why I told you the first segment, the psychosis of darkness, it was going to be intentionally short because the second segment was the meat and potatoes it was the it was the mm, the body of this transmission. So people understand that's why you're not really going to understand evil and anarchy is because it has to consume itself. And once you get down that basic principle and pull back from there, then everything else begins to make sense. Uh, but in this segment, we're going to be talking about city smog becoming lethal, Harvard scientists, uh, Monsanto, veg- vegetarianism, and so much more. You know, we, 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 we really live in interesting times. I think everybody can see that. If the previous segment didn't tell you that, let me tell you, we live in interesting times. And the reason I'm saying all this is people have to understand we are supposed to be going through a massive change right now, and the only way to obstruct this change is to hijack it and manipulate it. There's so much light. There's there's so much information in light. There's so much information. There's so much truth and so much stuff going on. that uh, as I said before at the start of the transmission, people don't really understand uh, their abilities and themselves, the, the chronological time period that we find ourselves in, how prophecy is being fulfilled every day, you know, and so much more. Uh, and we've done shows on this as well, you know, how your consciousness is directly linked to light. But when I'm talking about the chronological events that we find ourselves in, the times that we find ourselves in, and why everything is happening, it's because of everything that I said in the first segment. We are developing new systems, new abilities. New methodologies, new senses, and new sense perceptions to deal with these with, with the next level of threats. And so, because this is a immutable fact, an immutable truth, the ones that understand this immutable truth try to hijack it for their own purposes. What I'm trying to say is we are being changed into something that we are not supposed to grow into. This segment that I'm going to talk about is how... Remember, I've, I've, I've spoken with you guys about predatory green capitalism, the whole stay woke phenomenon. Making consciousness trendy, uh, uh, conscious consumerism—however you want to look at it—this is where we're moving. And so, this whole Corporatized consciousness segment is meant to show you how the whole stay woke phenomena, how it has entered into corporate America. Like, like Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, she's trying to talk to air quotes woke Twitter and woke Fedbook and woke Instagram, and the rest of the world is not woke like that. They're not—they're not aware of things half the times. I, I, I digress. Let me just start getting into this stuff. We're learning that there are different parts of humanity that require different uh, energies and different, different types of access. And whenever we are living the lifestyle that we have, the lifestyles that we have right now, they are increasingly becoming detrimental to us. They are removing very simple, very simple natural rituals and very simple natural perceptions to understand things. And in doing so, they are changing us. I made this spicy, spicy meme right here, uh, and it talks about how city smog is becoming lethal. The study claims that dirty air kills about thirty thousand people each year. You won't hear Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez talking about this. It says a new findings, new findings from the Imperial College of London estimates that air pollution causes heart attacks, strokes, and lung disease that kill over thirty thousand Americans each year, which is about the same number of deaths from car accidents each year. So, uh, mass shootings. Don't apply here. The study, published last week in the journal PLOS Medicine, found a connection between cardiorespiratory and excess particulate matter pollution, known as PM2.5, is about 30 times smaller than the width of a human hair, comes from automotive power generation and industrial engines. Millions of Americans are inhaling PM2.5 daily, which builds up in small blood vessels in the lungs and over an extended period of time can cause lung disease. These dangerous particles also are absorbed into the bloodstream that can increase the risk of heart disease, the researchers suggested. Researchers noted that PM2.5 levels have dropped in the last two decades, but in some areas around the country, the levels remain seriously high. Los Angeles remained one of the worst cities for PM2.5, along with several regions in Arkansas, Oklahoma, and Alabama. Inner cities deemed low-income areas across the U.S. also had dangerous levels of PM2.5. Researchers said this, quote, Inequality and mor- morale- mortality burden occurred because of the low-income population was already prone to higher rates of pre-existing medical conditions. Quote, I think the big the big conclusion is that lowering the limits of air pollution could delay in, in the U.S. altogether. Tens of thousands of deaths each year. Majid Azadi, the study's lead author and professor at the Global Environmental Health, told CNN, Air quality data between 1999 and 2015 at over 750 monitoring stations across the U.S. were cross-referenced with death records for cardiovascular-related diseases to determine the dangers of PM2.5, the researchers noted. The government's acceptable PM2.5 level is 12 micrograms per cubic meter of air. In 1999, Fresno County, California, recorded 22 and it has a crazy old conversion here, but they're saying the, number, the numbers went up, and this is why California is basically trying to fix it. Now, my point behind reading that, showing you that indeed, city smog is becoming lethal, that we're being affected by our environment, and that we have to start asking a deeper question as to what's going on, my point behind pointing that out to you guys is to show you that, boom, right here, Harvard scientists, funded by Bill Gates, are beginning to spray particles in the air into the sky in an experiment to dim the sun. And we've been talking about this basically since it came out towards the end of last year, basically since the end of last year. And so I think everybody is already well aware of things like chemtrails and so much more. They're just going around actually conducting it. Now they're spraying calcium carbonate in the sky, spraying chalk in the sky. So if these particuli are having a, are having detrimental effects in our lungs, respiratory diseases, what do you think this is going to do? What do you think spraying chemtrails all over the sky is going to do to your body over time? Going to dehumanize you, degenerate you, and eventually depopulate people. There was a heat wave just this past week. It's like it, 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 it's put like 50,000 people, I think it's like 50,000 people in the hospital, and like 60 people died from these heat waves. And so I've been talking about this since, since uh, hurricanes Maria, Katya, Irma, and Harvey. That because they because during that time frame as well they were also spraying chemtrails heavily um, using C-130s AC-130s loaded with like these chemical dispersions. They're spraying these types of chemtrails to to, to combat the weather, cloud seeding, and things like this. It's going to have a snapback, reverse effect on us. You know we've talked about how in Middle America, uh, crops are crop, crops are basically flooding. My point behind pointing out all these environmental abnormalities is is this is this is what happens so not only is it going to have a detrimental effect upon the populace but it's also going to have an adverse create an adverse reaction in 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 our environment you see but here let's go even farther let's go even farther so because they are beginning to spray our environment with all of these deadly toxins well guess what the united nations has decided to push a Gaia worshipping program saying that humans must become vegetarians in order to stop climate change by 2020 by 2050. So there you have it. There's Agenda 21, 2030, and 2050. All lined up for you. You guys remember Charles Casson of Truth is Terrorism? Remember whenever he told you that veganism was an agenda? Well, this is it. They're saying that you have to become a vegetarian to save Earth. These are the days of creating those eco-fascists that I talk about all the time. The ones that chastise you for eating meat. They will, they will beat you up in the future for having a sliver of bacon because the life of an animal is more sacred than your own. Let me get into the article. It's by Jeffrey Grider of Now the End Begins. They put this up August 5th. It says the world must turn to vegetarianism with plant-based diets to stop climate change. The United Nations report has warned. Climate change and the worship of the earth as the mother goddess is quite popular in our day. The New Agers who practice this ancient pagan religion call it Gaia, but they are not the only ones. Earth worship is the f- is a favorite sermon topic of Pope Francis in Rome, for all major universities and colleges here in America, and for the demonically powered United Nations in New York City. Quote, professing themselves to be wise, they became fools, and changed their glory of the uncorruptible God into an image, made like to corruptible man, and to birds, and four-footed beasts and creeping things. Who changed the truth of God into a lie, and worshipped and served the, cre- the creature more than the creator, who is blessed forever. Amen. Romans chapter 1, verses 23, 22, 23, and 25. Humans must adopt a vegetarian agenda, or a, a vegetarian or vegan diet to stop climate change. This next part comes from the, from the Daily Mail UK. It says, our food system accounts for 25 and 30% of greenhouse gases and is choking the life from fresh and coastal waterways with excess nitrogen. In order to feed the predicted 9.8 billion people on Earth in 2050, the world will need to produce 56% more food compared to 2010. If the level of meat and dairy dairy consum- consumption rises in line with current food habits, 6 million square kilometers or 2.3 million miles, square miles of forests would need to be converted for agriculture, an area twice the size of India. Johan Rockström, uh, former director of the Potsdam Institute for Climate Change Impact Research, said, quote, To have any chance of feeding 10 billion people in 2050 within planetary boundaries, we must adopt a healthy plant-based diet, cut food waste, and invest in technologies that reduce environmental impacts. The great food transformation proposed in the report is at odds with other schemes that aim to tackle greenhouse gas emissions. One report by the UN's Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, the IPCC, proposes to convert areas the size of India to biofuel crops or CO2-absorbing trees. I remember reading to you guys how in Atlanta, they're actually coming up with a food forest as well, or a fruit forest as well. It's like seven million acre, or seven acres that are going to be used in Atlanta uh, for, food for, for, for a food forest versus like 56 million different or 56 million acres uh, that's actually owned by the Chinese. Uh, but they're very, very correct. We need to start talking about consumption, reproduction. Uh, and what we're going to be doing with all this food waste. You know, that's why in France, they've actually started making it illegal to waste food. Uh, And I'm sure, you know, people within the Midwest have noticed that some of those food shortages are happening with with canned goods. Uh, So essentially what I'm trying to talk to you guys about in a roundabout way is, yes, veganism is an agenda, but look at the societal and environmental factors behind why it will become an agenda, why the eco-fascists will get upset. Uh, You know, I forget who... Conducted a report from all these people who fly to these these climate change meetings, what their uh, what their carbon footprint is with all the the private jets they're using, uh, but that's the whole thing. It's a big joke. It's it's to put us down, get us used to being poor, put all this information out there, scare us and fearmonger us so that they can create an even more layered society. Give the serfs, the paysans, the peasants, give them uh, plants, give them, you know give them plants, give them nuts, give them fruits and veggies and stuff like that while they have all the good stuff. You know, this is why they're coming out with, with uh, lab grown meat, plant-based diets, plant-based foods and things of this nature. And I'm not against veganism any, or in any kind of way. Heck, I'm having to try to eat more pistachios, uh, wal- walnuts, almonds, cashews, all these different types of things. Uh, I'm having, to, uh, <laughs> it's funny. Cause I literally talked about getting a portable blender which you guys can find in our store. Uh, I talked about getting the portable blender that we have in our store so that I could start blending fruits in the morning to take all my nutrients and supplements. So I'm not not against it, but what I am against is the organized rollout and the obeying of something. But that's a different discussion for a different day. But we need to begin to be having discussions about what the future looks like. And so while we're talking about all these things going on with our food, with our production, what we're eating, how it bioaccumulates, and so much more, check this out as if Bayer didn't have if Bayer and Monsanto didn't have enough problems we put this up uh, August 6th August sixth it's from sign of the Times it says Monsanto owner Bayer to potentially become involved with vegan meat production so there it is and I'm going to refer back to this every single time that we bring up veganism and vegetarianism that's why it's here right now because Bayer and Monsanto getting involved. And plant-based meats or vegan meat production is probably the most scariest thing I could think of because I've talked with you, I've talked with the audience about it, we've reported on it, genetically modified children in Argentina who, are, who, who, who have been affected by Monsanto's herbicide Roundup or their, their herbicide glyphosate and how it has detrimental effects to the biology, epigenetic factors. And now these people want to get involved with, with, with vegan meat production. So, again, let me just boil it down for you. I guess I'm seeing it as Bill Gates and Harvard are spraying all kinds of chemicals over the plants. You got Bayer and Monsanto over here thinking about, well, how can we get in vegan meat production? How can we get in plant-based foods, plant-based diets, lab-grown meat? What What I'm trying to say, and I hope you guys are getting this, they're trying to spray your food with a lot of unnecessary chemicals, the vegans as well, And if that's where they're trying to have us go in the future, they just essentially want us to have the chemicals that Monsanto and Bayer are putting out. Let me get into this article. It says pharmaceutical giant Bayer, which owns Monsanto, has said that it is closely watching the plant-based meat market and that it could potentially enter the market as an alternative protein producer. According to Reuters, Bayer's head of research and development, Bob Ryder, made comments during an investor meeting in St. Louis, Missouri, when he when questioned by analysts about the impact on the rise of plant-based meat upon Bayer's business. "They're sourcing different types of crops and that could also create opportunity for us being a company that is a plant breeding company," said Ryder, who works for Bayer's uh, crop science division. When Bayer bought Monsanto in 2017 for a reported $57 billion, it took control of 29% of the world's seeds and 24% of its pesticides. Its debatable ethics code would lead, will lead some vegans to criticize its possible entrance into the vegan marketplace. Here at their website, Bayer describes its use of animals in experiments for example, for example. Uh, one might also look to the use of pesticides roundup as another case where the company does not appear to align with veganism or environmental concern. Yeah. I think everybody inherently gets that (laughs) Monsanto and Bayer getting involved in anything that has to do with vegetarians. Health is just, that's like, that's like giving the devil the keys to heaven. (laughs) It's like, why would you do that? (laughs) You know, it's like, I I I couldn't, I can't think of like any other way to do it. It's like giving Hitler, it's it's like given Hitler like all the abilities to run like the concentration camps. Like why would you do this? Like I legitimately can't think of any reason to do this. My mind just starts thinking of like Soylent Green. But moving on because we're we're we have to start wrapping this episode up for you guys to again put all this stuff into perception or perspective for you. They're telling you get away from meat they're telling you these people who have poisoned countries are going to be getting into what you're getting away from when you're trying to stay away from meat and that they're also going to be spraying the stuff to get you away from meat. Like it's just crazy. They're saying they want to get you away from meat, get you to where you're eating plants. And then you're going to have an agriculture or a pharmaceutical company take over of those plants. And then just for some degree of separation, you're going to have uh, academics and scientists, Harvard and Bill Gates, spraying those, those plants, you see. but It's just a chemical cocktail of craziness. But let me get into this next article that again shows you where they're going. Twisted, sacrifice fat people for climate change and overpopulation. This is an article from Mikey Smith of Technocracy News. They put this up August 6th. And before I get into this, uh, they, they will consider obesity to be a disease. They will consider people who are overweight to have mental health issues in the future. You see, like and this, this, this article that I have attached to it as well comes from Collective Evolution. It's by Alana Kettler. It says Harvard scientists suggest eating meat is not healthy and you shouldn't be eating it if you want to live longer. But let me get into this first article. It says the radical anti-human side of climate change fanatics is clearly seen in this BBC host suggesting that fat people should be shunned from health care and left to die in order to fight climate change. BBC host Michael Burick says the state should, not, should, should let fat people die to save the NHS money. Burek, who hosts Radio 4's The Moral Maze, said obesity should not be classed as a disease, which encourages people to seek treatment on the health service. He said, or he added, quote, you're fat because you eat too much, writing in the Radio Times. The host suggested allowing deaths due to obesity could be a benefit for society. The obese will die a decade earlier than the rest of us, he wrote. See it as a selfless sacrifice in the fight against demographic imbalance, overpopulation, and climate change. There it is. The formerly I Am Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here star, queried Public Health England's claim that overweight and obesity-related health ill health ill costs uh the the NHS 6 billion pounds a year he wrote quote who can calculate how much an obese person would have cost him if they were slim how much he or she cost if instead of keeling over with a heart attack at 52 they lived to a ripe dementia ridden age requiring decades of expensive care in any case VAT VAT on takeaways confectionery and fizzy drinks More than covers it. The freedom to make bad choices is what personal autonomy, indeed democracy, is all about. Who is to say that longevity is the ultimate goal in life? Give them the facts to make informed decisions, by all means. Nudge all you like, but in the end, leave couch potatoes alone. They're weak, not ill. Meanwhile, researchers say getting patients to wear fat suits could reveal medical students' prejudices against overweight and obese people. Scientists at the University of Tubigan, Too. bingen south germany asked trainee doctors to take an anti-fat attitude test (AFAT) uh, after taking part in a role play with patients wearing fat suits a total of 207 medical students took part in the study where volunteers helped simulate a meeting between a family doctor and a patient with diabetes essentially it's it's like with bill gates his whole copsec formula where they were telling you that the case for killing granny it's the case for killing the fat people the case for killing uh uh Babies. The case for killing people with dementia. People that have mental health, illness. Like this this, BB host, this BBC radio host making that statement, that's letting you guys know where they're going. You see. It's more that whole fall in line with Big Brother. Do what we say or we're going to kill you. The UN pushing vegetarianism. You, you, see, you see how it's like a top-down thing? And the closer it gets to us, the more it's revealed. You see? And that's why it's so dangerous. You see, that's 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 wise, because they're legitimately trying to rob you of your own ability to even take your own health in your hands. Yeah, no, uh, obese people probably do need help, but I don't think that we should let them die. We shouldn't kill them, more or less. We should be trying to figure out ways to help them. Heck, come up with a I wouldn't say like a fat vaccine, but get them get them the help that they need. Don't just say kill them. But this is, again, more of that anti-human depopulation, overpopulation mindset that's being promoted through the scarcity agenda that climate change promotes. You see, that's why when you get down to the core of it, it really is good and evil. Life versus death. Obedience versus freedom. Order versus chaos. And everything we're talking about is to remind you of that. So yes, no, stay woke. Be aware of these types of things, but at the same time, practice discernment. Don't be so open-minded that your mind falls out to where you're not able to figure out what's going on. I wanted to end this actual segment uh, talking about how, there's a, how there is a disturbing report that reveals how many environmentalists are murdered each week. But I think people understand that. The whole point behind that is, is behind murdering, murdering environmentalists is the same thing that they're doing uh, with holistic doctors in the medical field. It's to control the narrative. You will not hear Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez or Greta Thunberg talk about the environmentalists that are killed. You won't hear them talk about the the Dakota Access Pipeline. You won't hear them talk about the three-meter telescope. You won't hear them talk about uh, the Bayou Pipeline. You won't hear them talk about environmental issues, but they will virtue signal and tell you that you're the problem, that you need to fix your issues, that your your behavior as a human is detrimental. They call it anthropogenic climate change. You see, the whole point behind pushing that, that level of propaganda is to play on your guilt, play on your conscience. Just say, you're right, I am a bad person, and I should fix things. But see, that's how this all works, you see. And that's why this segment is titled Corporatized Consciousness, is because they want to advance these agendas. And if you don't call them out, if you don't recognize them, you get wrapped up in them. This is Psychosis of Darkness, Organizing Anarchy, and Corporatized Consciousness. However, ladies and gentlemen, that's all I really have for you. I know we kind of went a little bit overboard as we typically tend to do, but it's again to give you that deep, comprehensive view of what's all going on. I want to leave you guys with something that was left with me earlier in the week. They say knowledge without improvement is a sin, and everything we're talking to you good people about today is indeed to help you transform yourself, to help you get through the times that we're in so that we can go to the next stage. Uh, That's why we talk about so much this trans, human, transgender, trans, all this stuff is because we are supposed to be Transformed Becoming even Greater versions Than ourselves And that's all this is This is the test And we have to Come through it But like I said Ladies and gentlemen That's all I really have For you guys and gals If you have any questions Feel free to email me I'll have it in The description bar below Make sure you also Check out the mini-cast That we did As well as the episode The Fellowship and Freedom Episode we did With Dr. John A. King And remember Guys and gals Stay vigilant Expose lies And share truth This is Noise Era, Freedom Faction Out.